Hello everyone and welcome in to the Youth Hoops Pod presented by Pro Skills Basketball. Youth basketball is often disorganized, focused solely on winning, and generally frustrating. But at Pro Skills Basketball, our mission is to change that culture. We strive to provide a more professional experience for parents, players, and coaches. One focused on organized communication, fun, mutual respect, and personal growth on and off the court. And the Youth Hoops Pod is a part of that. This podcast covers a wide range of youth basketball topics, from high school and AAU basketball to college recruiting, NCAA, NBA, overseas basketball, mental health and performance, leadership, and much more. Now let's jump into today's conversation. We hope you enjoy. Welcome back to the Youth Hoops Pod presented by Pro Skills Basketball. My name is Chris Goodrum and your host for today's conversation. We've got a great one. My co-host for today joining us is our PSB Nashville director, Cassie Whitworth. Cassie graduated from Cumberland University where she played basketball for four years. She's my friend. I always love to have an excuse to go visit her in Nashville. Cassie, thanks for joining us today. Yes, thank you. I appreciate being on the call today, Chris. Absolutely, Cass. And then for our guest, we're excited today. Paige Tons, girl athlete mindset mentor whose mission and goal is to help transform girls into strong women beyond playing on the field or the court. Why is she doing that? Well, because she's been where your daughter's been. She's been where your players are as a female athlete herself from rec to club to playing D1 softball at Northwestern University. She's been exactly where your feet, your mind, and your body presently are. Paige, thank you so much for jumping on the call with us today. Thank you for your advocacy and all that you're doing on behalf of all the female athletes across the U.S. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, uh, I've been really looking forward to this, so I'm excited to get into it. Absolutely. Well, we're gonna we're just gonna jump right on in, Paige, and 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 help the listeners kind of get a baseline uh, of of who you are, where you are, kind of what you do, kind of your journey. And so if you could walk us through your experience and kind of how you have come to be in the position and the work that you're in now. Yeah, definitely. So like you uh, shared, I was once in a lot of these girls' shoes. I played, my, my sport was softball. So I started playing softball from when I was like very little, like in rec league, eight probably like eight, seven, eight years old. Um, and then started getting more competitive, like the club travel um, ordeal from when I was 10 all the way up until I was 18. And then um, was uh, blessed and was able to continue playing at the college level at Northwestern University. Um, so throughout all of that, I played some other sports too. Um, I actually did get to play some basketball. I think I was telling Chris the other night that I uh, played my freshman year of high school, but I had to to put that that sport aside. I needed a little bit of distance between me and the (laughs) the other girls. Um, And uh, so I played some other sports as well. So I'm pretty familiar with the other sports that uh these these girls these athletes are playing but anyway um throughout that whole journey there was a lot of ups and downs and um it i definitely had my share of struggles um when it came to like believing in myself and having that confidence especially when the pressure was on or one of the biggest things for me was it was just really really bad at bouncing back from mistakes or getting past my failures. It was something I really struggled with. 
um, probably because I was, a, or I still am a little bit of a perfectionist and like expect a lot out of myself. And that was really hard to, to navigate when I was going through all of, all of that as an athlete. So um, fast forward to college, my first three years, I, well, I earned the starting position as a catcher, which was awesome. And I should have been like super excited, which I was, to extent, but I was like hitting horribly. So my offense was not going well. Um, and that was just really hard for me to accept. And I really wanted to be like that full package player and that was not happening. So those first three years was like a struggle. <laughs> I just remember lots of tears and just feeling like I was never meeting those expectations for myself, letting like myself down as well as like my parents and my teammates and things like that. Um, and I just remember going into my senior year, which was going to be my last and final year to play this game that I had like poured so much into. Um, and I just remember kind of being like over it almost like to like this, I don't feel like this anymore. Like, I don't want to keep beating myself up and being so hard on myself and it not being very fun. Um, so I just remember being like, okay, I'm just going to do my best, which I was already doing. I was truly trying hard. <laughs> and I'm going to um, have as much fun as I possibly can because this is my last year. And I remember like telling myself, like, whatever happens, happens. And I, that it like shift in mindset just really helped let go of some of the, a lot of the pressure that I was putting on myself. Um, and instead of worrying about the results and the outcomes and the things like that, I was just like focusing on having fun and doing my best, having fun and doing my best. And all of a sudden I did really well my senior year hitting wise. I like uh, doubled my batting average practically. And then I tripled the amount of at-bats that I got that year because I was hitting. Um, and it was just a much more enjoyable experience. And I remember being coming to the end of my season and being like, dang it. <laughs> I wish that I would have been thinking about this and approaching this in this different way that I didn't before. Um, so uh, we'll skip a few years until I kind of figured out that light bulb of like, I need to show girls that are, that come after me and that are like the growing up playing sports and as athletes, I need to show them what I learned. Like this mental, this different mental part of your game, like thinking about the game differently, thinking about themselves differently, knowing that failure is a part of the process and success doesn't look the same for every single person or all of the time. And so I just got really passionate about and excited about sharing those things and helping them through that and hopefully relieving a little bit of heartache along the way. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's how I got to where I am at now. And now I get to mentor these girls um, full time and, and uh, I've been able to work with a lot of amazing athletes and help them kind of just like find their confidence and find that belief in themselves and let go of a lot of that pressure that they're putting on themselves. I want to go back, Paige, to where you talked about um, the shift in energy, because I think as an athlete, female, male, like we've all been at that point, um, mm -hmm. same thing for me, which I was basketball, so about my junior year was kind of like 
hitting a low spot and like okay you know whatever happens happens like I'm gonna finish it out but then then having many like better averages uh better percentages so it's like how do you apply that to your athletes that you speak to at any sport um because I coach females now uh every age so anywhere from elementary to high school and I'm just interested to know like how you apply that and the shift in energy because it's easy to say to someone like hey whatever's going to happen is going to happen you know like just let it get it's not easy to apply it so what what do you yeah so one of my favorite things that I've been reminding the girls like constantly recently is that we are not in control of the first thought that comes up in our mind so you know if we make a mistake or if we mess up or we look silly doing something or we feel like we're failing or our averages aren't where we want our stats aren't where we want like that first thought is probably going to be negative like and I remind the girls too like that's totally normal like it, it would be kind of weird if you were just having all these positive thoughts when bad things were happening or you weren't meeting your expectations that would just be really weird um it's just natural and normal to have negative thoughts or to be hard on yourself so but that first thought is out of our control but what's really awesome is the next thoughts can be in your control and we can control the next thoughts and I think that just like gives them this sense of power that okay like I'm not crazy it's not my fault that these first thoughts are coming up but I can figure out how to think differently moving forward and uh, again easier said than done like you said right but it just takes practice um and that's what I but I've been teaching the girls that I work with I'm like just like you for basketball, for instance, you work on, you know, your dribbling skills or your free throws, like all of those skills take many, many reps, right? Like tons of reps, (laughs) especially in basketball, I feel like. Um, But it's the same thing with your, your mind, like practicing shifting your thoughts and thinking different thoughts or choosing different thoughts, positive things, or encouraging things or some grace for yourself like those things just take practice too and like the more that you practice it the the better you're going to get it the easier that you're going to get and then there's going to be times when you suck again in it and that's okay because there's going to be new challenges that arise but it's like ultimately it's like giving yourself lots of grace and being kind to yourself through the process um rather than constantly just beating yourself up but and because I know when I was going through it, like, I was so stubborn. I was like, I'm not going to think positively. Like, no, like that sucked. I was horrible. I don't like, I don't like where I'm at. And I would just like, say, so I would stay so stubborn in, in that, that thought process. And it's like getting out of your own way, letting go of being so stubborn and like kind of giving into it. So, but like, I would like just practicing using that, getting reps in at practices at home with school, like all, like your whole life, right? You're having all these, these different thoughts. I've got two thoughts and then a cool, and then a question page. The first thought is, uh, I'm, I just fell in love with the concept of we're not in control of our first thoughts, right? Like I don't, as much as we talk about being mentally strong and even mentally pliable, right? So you can work around things. Yeah. I, I, 
I don't think I've ever heard it in that manner, and I'm sure it's out there somewhere in other forms, but I, I, I think that's such a powerful thought to be reminded of that, hey, that first thought is, tends to be maybe a dark thought, and it's okay, it's natural. Uh, it's the second thought that matters and the third thought. So I just, I love that concept. Uh, so thank you for sharing that. And then the second thought that I have is something that you said about working on coming from a place of gratitude for yourself or a place of grace for yourself. And that, you know, it's, it's, it's similar to reps in any sport, right? Like to be a better batter, you've got to hit a lot of balls and they have to come from different angles and different placements and different, all that stuff, right? To be a better basketball player, you've got to get a lot of reps in and you're going to be good one day. And then like you said uh, fantastically, you're going to suck again some days. Right. And that's just, that's a part of development and that's a part of the journey. And, 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 and the thought that I had is what you said about working on that for your mind. It's the exact same, right? Like you're going to be great one day and then you're going to suck at having grace for yourself one day, because it's the same as physical attributes and skill-based attributes you're you're flexing your mind and and so i just I, I just i think it's incredible i think it's it's very insightful and it's a nice reminder of it's okay to suck sometimes right? because i think we are hard on ourselves the uh question that i have Paige, is like when you talk about you know we we, we just try and you got to have those mental reps and are there strategies that you kind of work with with your girls when you're going through different situations or like, hey, here's a very less intrusive way to work through having mental grace or working through your mental superpowers? Like what kind of strategies do you work with when when you're working with these girls? Definitely. So there's, I would say there's like three main strategies um, going straight to like your thought, like thoughts and what you're saying and what you're thinking about. Um, something that I love, I love, uh, pen to paper. Um, I think that that's always like the most powerful way to practice something when you're talking about like what's in your mind. Cause a lot of times when I like work with a girl in a session, I'm like having her write down like her negative thoughts, like getting those out. And then I'm like, okay, we're, and then we work on reframing them and shifting them around. Um, and all of a sudden she's like, oh, well, like, duh, like, of course this is how I want to think. I'm like, yeah, it's so, it's very clear when we put it down on paper, but when it's like jumbled up in our head, it's kind of hard to, to navigate sometimes. Um, so pen to paper, whether that's like writing yourself a note with three reminders, um, three things that you want to trust in, or three things that you want to believe about yourself, or just generally like three affirmations or positive things or um, reminders for the, for themselves. So just like literally like a sticky note, um, like behind me, it could be, or it could be just a simple piece of paper, stick it in your pocket, stick it in your bag, um, bring it with you. You can even put it on, I have some girls put it on their water bottles sometimes too, because have our water uh, practice games like it doesn't really leave you um and you're always going back to it so that's always a really great reminder too on your water bottle so just like these reminders so now you're now they're practicing actually writing them down bringing them with them having them around them um so they're seeing them they're writing them so those are lots of lots of ways to get more reps in um the other thing is uh what i like to call mindset reps and I'll just go into like the most basic version of that is just breathing. 
So like literally just taking some deep breaths and slowing things down and gaining that control. Um, I think oftentimes as athletes, when we make mistakes or we're, um, we're feeling that pressure, we rush ourselves. Um, and just to be able to like take control by just taking a step back or taking a few deep breaths can control our pace again. Um, so I, I call that a mindset rep and then visualization. Um, I love visualization. It can be done in multiple ways. Like visualization is not all, all the same. It can be, um, like just imagining yourself in the first person, um, doing what you, all visualization is seeing yourself succeed, like seeing what you want to happen. So just literally doing that, imagining what you want to happen out on the court or the field or wherever they're performing or even like school. Um, I know like lots of kids are super nervous and worried about getting in front of their class and presenting um, and doing a presentation. So visualizing themselves, being up there, being confident up there and going through that, that can be a part of visualization. Uh, and then visualization through video. I have a fun little um, freebie download where I teach the girls visualization and then I have them actually make something called a confident reel. It's like a, basically like a highlight reel. Um, and they are just plugging in a bunch of clips of them uh, where they've been successful, where they've hit the shot, where they've gotten the hit, like all the good stuff. Because I think we use video a lot now, especially because it's so easily accessible. Like, you know, you can just do it right on your phone um, to make adjustments or see what's going wrong, um, which is great. It's an awesome tool, but we're looking at a lot of negatives with video rather than looking at some of the positive things. So that's a great way to incorporate some like positive visuals that is also like is um, visualization, seeing yourself succeed right before you go play. So all of those things, visualization, breathing, um, writing down, seeing your thoughts more often uh, are all ways that you can get more reps in. And all this is stuff to help build confidence, truly. I, I found myself asking because I feel like there's a lot of individuals uh, who maybe their heads are in the sand or, hey, this is just kind of, this is soft, this is frou-frou, like, hey, this, that, like, what? why is this important? Right? Like, I mean, I, and I genuinely ask that question. And I think, you know, when we talk about stuff like this, people naturally jump to like the elite athlete. Every female that's in school right now, every, whether they're aspiring to be an athlete or not, why, why is this important? Yeah. I mean, it kind of goes to like the topic of mental health, right? Like just taking care of your mind. Um, and, uh, like for, for anyone like athlete or not, but why I think it's so important is kind of like, so as I was going through this and experience when I was younger, I remember thinking like, okay, well, if I just make my swing a little bit better, or if I make this adjustment here, or if I work a little bit harder or, if I, if my arm's stronger, then I'll be able to like throw more girls out. Like it was like, if I do this, if I do this, it was all physical, which is fine. Like that's definitely pushed me and made me better. But I felt like there was always this missing piece. 
and it was it was I was all up here Mm -hmm. like it was all between the ears I know so many people say that but I it was really like truly this missing piece to my success and being able to play the way that I knew how to um rather than just always going for the next physical improvement um and I mean, one of the things I share with the girls a lot is that like the best athletes and even like the best um, business women and men and like very highly successful people are working on their mindset. They're on a daily basis, yeah. um, like on a consistent basis. And I'm like, well, if they're doing it like why, why are we doing it even if you're you know 10 and you're not playing any sports or you're doing dance or whatever it might be like not to say that dance isn't a sport but just different <laughs> right um but like in anything like you like having a strong positive like powerful mindset is just so important and it's gonna like help you get through any of like life's challenges and obstacles and struggles. Um, I mean, I, I wish that I would have learned this stuff earlier, which is why I'm teaching it. And I would definitely never have been able to go out on my own and start my own business and be doing this thing. Like, I feel like kind of like all by myself. that still feels really kind of scary and crazy, like creating my own income. Like I would never be able to do that if I was, still had the same mindset that I did prior to learning how my thoughts are so important. First off, I'm just drinking all this in. I love to hear everything that you're saying. Um, I love your line of work. And as a coach and a leader and, and with women every day, what kind of like tips, content, would you say to a coach to be able to like uplift these girls? Because for me, like I've done a lot, like go back to where you were talking about like pen to paper, done a lot of where like we do some group session stuff where we take some time out of practice and, you know, we write down some positive things about someone else, but like we're our hardest critic, right? So like to, to get something positive from a teammate is nice and it's a good reminder and it'll lift you up for a little while, mm-hmm. but then you go like when you're talking about yourself, then I think it has like a deeper impact. So my question as a coach, if I'm trying to really like build these girls up and make them like see their true potential and live to who they are meant to be, what do you say? And do do you work with coaches? Like what do you say to coaches to be able to help these, this younger generation of athletes? Yeah. I don't work with coaches like consistently. Like I, I, I'll, have conversations with coaches and like a lot of the tools and the resources that I share I am like coaches can grab that and go and use it with their team like 100% um I do some team stuff but I think what is like so important this is something I'm learning too just like from a leadership perspective of being a coach a mentor um in the last uh I guess two or three months now I've um become I guess in like regular terms it would be like a like a youth leader um they call at our church they call them coaches so I'm just like so 
used to being called a coach there. Um, but I'm like basically like a youth leader and our church is very big and like they have incredible leadership. Um, and something that I heard them talk about just recently in our, like our vision for the remainder of the winter, um, was in order to like really make connections and make an impact on the students that we're serving was to do things outside of church with them or like show up for them outside of church, which they say like, you know, it's more time, right? It's, it's more investment. It is like more challenging, but it, um, it, they've like done a lot of research where it's just, it is really made such a big difference in their trust, um, with you. And then like, obviously like trusting each other out on the court or the field. Um, I just thought that was really powerful. Um, because like something I really try to do, or will I do is I, I grab the girls schedules. Cause I work with girls all over the country. So I don't always see the girls in person that I work with personally. Um, but something I do is I grab their personal game tournament schedules and I'm like sending them messages. I plug them into my own calendar and have reminders come up because I have quite a few of them. And I like, we'll just shoot them a message to see how they're feeling or like how they're doing right before that tournament or um, shoot them a reminder of something that we were talking about the week prior so that they're like, they're feeling seen and heard and taken care of even outside of our regular sessions. So I feel like it's kind of like those outside opportunities that create that belief in them. Well, more so like that belief from you in them, from like a coach in them. But then I think that really does help their own belief in them too. I like as much as I would love, like I'm all about like you have to create your own confidence, kind of like we can't rely on anybody else for our happiness. Um, you know, it has to come from us. I do think that those people around you, like your coaches, they obviously make a really big impact on, on that. And I hear all the time from parents that come to me for, for help and support. And they're like, oh my gosh, this coach, like just completely ruined my daughter's confidence. And Chris and I were actually just talking about this on the phone and it's just like how do you even like why do you even want to coach if you're doing that to some of these girls or these 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 athletes I just I don't know I don't understand it but for some reason it happens way more than it should um but yeah that's kind of a long answer to your to your question but I that's just been something that's been kind of really stuck with me. And I feel like it's very powerful is those things. I think a lot of it happens even outside of practice or games or even like in between games. Like I just always remember those memories of like going to lunch in between games or grabbing dinner after and, and those things that kind of built those relationships. Um, I've, Speaking to that, like I've I've seen a lot of success with my girls. Um, I've had a lot of the same girls for past couple of years, so they're family to me at this point. So, like showing up to their school games and then showing up to the little sister's birthday party and going to their recitals and all the things that 
you know, are not a huge thing for me, but to them, like, obviously their parents are going to be there if they can be there, but then to see an extra face in the stands, like it, it produces a lot of buy-in, which for me, like I care about them as a person. Obviously I want them to be a good player, but if I can make that relationship and that connection with them for, you know, post-graduation, post-college, whatever their plans are, then I think that's more important, but you do see it reflect on the court very well. Yeah, definitely. I, I want to stay page on that on that coach thought and I, I, I hear you and understand that uh, uh, your exposure is more with the players but I think you 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 uniquely understand the power and need of a coach um, in in positive manners and 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 when you you know from the onset when you talked about kind of that light bulb moment your senior year where it was like hey forget about the results, the outcome, the pressure, and let's just have fun, right? And like, like I found myself asking, um, well, who was helping you do that, right? Like, what role did your coach at the time do that or have in kind of that light bulb switch moment? And, and just kind of your thoughts over time as as you look back on your interaction with coaches and 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 then thinking through those interactions, hey, this is my advice for a coach, um, be it again, a sports-based coach or a chess coach or a dance teacher or, you know, a teacher in general, a coach is not relegated just to a court or a field. Right. Yeah. Um, I have a coach that, that did stick out to me in, during college. Unfortunately, we only had her for like a year. I think she was a volunteer. I think she was an assistant like an assistant or a volunteer. I don't remember the title anyway. Um, but she like just constantly was telling me like that she believed in me, like literally just flat out was telling me like she believed in me that I could be, that I am great, that I can be the hitter that I want to be. And that like, even when I was not feeling like that, like it stuck with me. And I feel like it was like this, I mean, I'm part of the reason like I probably like didn't give up and I kept going and um so just those like little things like just made such a big difference for me um knowing that somebody else believed in me and knew that I could do it rather than like myself or because I was having a lot of doubt at that time um you know I think my like my my head coaches I my coaches were twins (laughs) So head and associate head coach. Um, I always felt like they believed in me, but for some reason, this like that that one coach, like she like flat out told me all the time, and that like verbalized it, and I that really, yeah, just really stuck with me. So I think um, anytime that you can like instill that belief or share that with Um, because obviously I wasn't the greatest hitter on my team like she could have just been focusing on the girls that were doing better or that were better hitters or things like that but she she like gave me the time of day and like notice I just like felt noticed and felt and heard and understood by her so um, I think especially when you're working with like the girls who aren't the stars on the team like really giving them that belief because it can make a big difference i think that's that was really really important to me what do you think um 
like how do you think the role of social media plays into all of this right like i, I know like, again to bring up you know just those buzzwords of i felt pressure i felt more focused on results and outcomes right which aren't technically successful i mean yes we as adults label success based on the outcomes but that's i mean yeah. success is a habit right success is a mindset um what 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 role now do you think social media and just the pressures that that brings and the access to uh, uh internalized pressures and made up pressures and 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 uh, uh, that we um as young athletes deal with yeah definitely i mean gosh even just for ourselves as adults or myself i'm speaking for myself but i'm sure that other adults feel like this too that like I see on, you know, Facebook and Instagram, all these people, I follow a lot of business owners too, and um, what they're doing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm so far behind. She's doing so much more than me. She's doing so much better. She's making so much more money or whatever it is. And, and I don't even know what's true and what's not. Unless I know that person like on a pretty personal level, which I only know like probably a handful <laughs> on that kind of level um so it's like this constant comparison and I'm putting the stuff in my mind that's like it's not true they're not like they're not truths. So, I mean maybe that yes they are successful but that doesn't mean that I'm not successful so it's it social media can be so tough and I I didn't have as nearly as much social media when I was going through the, the process and even like the recruiting process is one of the big things that sticks out to me um, is a huge part of the recruiting process is through Twitter now. And I know that a lot of the girls that I work with, they are on there and they're like, oh my gosh, this girl went to this camp and that camp and she's invited here and there. Like, nobody likes me. I'm never going to get the offer. Like, they start going down this like rabbit hole of doubt and worry and fear um, about their, their recruiting journey and their recruiting path. And it's actually interesting. I have a, a girl that I work with and she actually, she verbaled or like verbally committed to a big 10 school. It was like a couple of days, like, there's like the one day that like opens it up and then I think it's September 1st, right? Well, for, at least for softball, I don't know. It's the same for other sports. And I remember like, first of all, she was so worried going into it, of course. And then she verbally committed to a big 10 school, which was huge. Like that's uh, incredible. And then, and then like a couple weeks later I met with her and she's like already having these like doubts that what are people going to think? are people going to think that she's not good enough to be there? Like, you didn't deserve it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, stop. <laughs> I'm like, no, like, th like, this is what, like, our mind does to us. It tries to, like, trick us into thinking or believing all these false beliefs. And I was like, I want you to only focus on celebrating and just enjoying that you you did this, like you created this, you put yourself in this position and just having to like shift those thoughts around, um, the whole thing. And that goes for a lot of the social media and the Twitter. And sometimes I really just try to have them just take a little break from it, sign out of it. If you need to use it, 
for recruiting purposes or I mean like same with me like I have to use social media sometimes in order to for marketing or sharing and things like that but I'm like use your desktop or like use your computer like when you're actually intentionally sitting down and working on it then use it because if you're on your phone like we can sit wherever and just scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll yeah until we're we're just kicking ourselves in the butt first where is she now like how how is this big 10 softball player how's how's she doing now she's doing much better i mean we still run into like like i said those first thoughts come up and there's sometimes um she's she's gotten very very good at being aware of them like which is a huge thing for these girls it's like just being aware of when it's happening so then she can be like okay nope like gotta shift this this these thoughts gotta change this up because these are not my truths um uh the girls are always they have like basically like 24 7 access to like send me messages and so i there was one time she's like okay i've got like a lot of things on my mind i'm just gonna put them all in a message to you and she's like I don't even necessarily need you to respond I just had to like get it out and um and to kind of work through it so she's doing a really good job like catching herself and and making sure she doesn't just self-sabotage herself and and the the success that she's created it's like kind of like the I don't know what they call I don't know what the actual term is but like when we get, when we do find success or we are in success and then we're like afraid it's going to go away or that we didn't deserve it. Like we're so crazy. What I just heard a little bit of is, is you, you are an outlet for, for some of these females. Right. And so what in your experience and your opinion and, and just in your role, what is the power of young girls just having an outlet having someone that they can confide in and not look for any type of you need to do this that and the third but just listen to me let me get it out what 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 and how important is that for young females yeah I mean I just like what I do is exactly what I feel like I wish I would have had or something Mm -hmm. that I needed when I was going through this um and what I love about my role is I'm not their parent um so so they'll actually listen to me more times than their parents um I wish it wasn't that way like I have now I have my own son I'm like I'm doomed too eventually um but they just I'm you know like we were talking about earlier like I've been in their shoes. Like I, I know what they're experiencing. And I think that's a great coaching, um, like tactic as well as just really trying to be relatable to the, to whoever you're mentoring, um, and being vulnerable and being like, yeah, like I feel those things. Like I felt that thing yesterday. Um, or like I am experiencing that maybe it's a different problem (laughs) because we're in different chapters of life, but like I've, I know what that feels like. So just being really relatable for them. Um, but I, so I'm not their parent. I'm also not their coach. And I get to just kind of be like this third party like mentor, like um, this, this person that, that, that has been in their shoes and knows what they're going through, even if their coach has played and things like that. That's always a 
very helpful. I feel like, um, I had, I feel like I had a lot of male coaches who I'm not even sure played baseball, <laughs> like dad coaches, we'll call them that. Um, and like super grateful. They also had to invest a lot of time in us, but, um, but now I think about it, I'm like, like, I'm pretty sure my coach that I had forever, I don't think he ever even played baseball. Like he never really knew what it felt like to go through what I was going through in that, in some of those moments. Um, anyway, but, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I love that I get to just kind of like walk alongside them and be there for them. Um, and it's not like they have to go and share that with their coach or their parents. I mean, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Uh, but I, yeah, I just get to be that, this, this outlet, like a support an, an extra support who also doesn't know everything or all of the drama or all of these things. It's just like very like black and white and <laughs> clear when it comes to, to our, our relationships. Where, where can people, where can people find you, Paige, across across the interwebs, across all platforms? Yeah, the World Wide Web. Yeah. Um, so a lot of my resources are on my website. Um, so I, earlier I was talking a little bit like about a freebie download. So it's a, um, a, a tool for the athletes. Um, and I also have some other things in there too. I'm, I'm actually working on a lot of behind the scenes stuff. I'm actually after this, I'm going to be recording a parent training that I've done multiple times. Um, but I want to be able to have that as a free training for parents as well. So there's kind of like some things for parents some things for athletes. Um, but that's on my, my website at pagetons.com. Um, you can find everything there. And then I'm on Instagram quite a bit. Um, I'm not as frequent as I used to be now that I have a, a one-year-old running around, but uh, I still like to share a lot of things on there. And I always love to see when people pop in my messages and I get to, to connect with parents or even the athletes and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. So Paige Tons, it's P-A-I-G-E-T-O-N-Z.com. And for the listeners, uh, it'll be in the body of the podcast. We'll 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 put website and Instagram and that. Cass, is there anything that you want to close with? Ask with. Appreciate the invite on the call and page here in Utah has been really insightful too. So thank you for your. Yeah, I'm so glad you were here. Awesome, thanks, Cass. Um, before we close, one of our kind of uh, standard operating procedures is to uh, uh, allow our guests to have a little sound off. What's the one thing? that you want to, to reach out and, and touch a young athlete, a, 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 any female that's sitting down there, that's whether they're dealing with confidence issues, dealing with any type of, um, I'm, I'm not good enough issues, should I do this? Like, what's the one thing you wanna just touch them with and pour into them? I think the first thing that comes to mind is that there is nobody better than to bet on yourself. Um, like you can always rely on yourself to show up. And like, it was, this is something one of my, my coaches in like business and life shared with me. And she was like, have you ever not showed up for yourself? And I'm like, hmm, nope. Like I'm like, I'm always trying my best for myself. 
Um, she's like, so like, you can always bet on you. Like you can always, you can always trust that you're going to show up for yourself. And I, I, that's really stuck with me for a, for a very long time now. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. Well, everyone, that's it for today's episode of the Youth Hoops Pod. Cassie, it's always a pleasure. Thank you for joining us today. Paige, it's been an absolute honor, an absolute pleasure. Thank you again so much for everything you're doing for all of our female athletes, for all of all, all of our females that are out there uh, that may be succeeding at life or not knowing what the, whether they're succeeding or you know just being a support system. I, I'm definitely going to look forward to connecting with you later and seeing how um, we can partner in the future with our PSB parents, PSB teams, all of our female athletes. I know there's always more that we can do. So uh, it's just super grateful for you spending some time with us today. Um, and then to the listener, again, uh, thank you for spending time with us. Please make sure you go check out Paige's website, Instagram. Again, it's going to be in the body of our podcast. Go check out Paige uh, and her website and all of the wonderful resources that she has. Paige, thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, you guys. This has been, it's been awesome. Thanks for letting me share what's going on in my mind and my world. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, everyone, until next time, stay focused and remember to always leave it on the court. Thank you for listening to today's conversation. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave us a five-star review and subscribe so that you can stay tuned to future episodes. Follow us on all of our social media platforms at ProSkillsBasketball on Instagram and Facebook and at ProSkillsBball on Twitter. And if you'd like to find out more information about our teams, camps, clinics, or virtual basketball, check out our website at www.ProSkillsBasketball.com. We'll see you soon on another conversation.